Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's the movie podcast you love where we watch the movies. We tell you, is they good? I want to pot a cast. It's the Sawverse. I got it out of my system early. I want to pot a cast. It's what friggin' Jigsaw is always saying. Uh, I'm Josh, joined as ever by my co-host Charles. Charles, welcome to the show. Thank, I'm so happy you explained that. I had no idea what you were doing. I thought there was like some weird Italian thing you were trying out for this episode. I want to pot a cast. I want to pot a cast. Uh, trying to get Jigsaw to, to guest on your episode. You, we, he just calls you. Is he still alive? Tobin Bell yeah. or Jigsaw? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jigsaw, Jigsaw, as we know, is returning to the silver screen with one Christopher Rock this very spring. So, yes, the character Jigsaw is alive and well and thriving as he enters the ninth installation in this uh, meteoric series that we know and love called Saw. We, we arrive here at Saw 2. And as we have found on the show to date, because, you know, look, the series, we've done them all. Shreks. Uh-huh. Terminator Man. Yeah. Uh, the Robot Cop movies. Yeah. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Ooh, interesting that you bring that one up. Interesting. Tuck it away. Tuck okay, it away. Okay, Imagine okay. it much like a clue, like one left <laughs> by Jigsaw the Killer Man. Ooh, he's got so many ideas. Um, And now we're doing Saw, uh, because why not? It is, of course, spring, the spookiest time of the year. Uh, We just got through our, our, our rhapsodic episode about Saw 1, and... and and what today we're doing Saw Two, Charles? How you feeling? What's your, what's your mood like uh, as we step forth into often the most fraught installation in a saga, the second movie? Second one's tough, and I was uh, I gotta say I know that I asked I didn't ask the question. I'm not sick of it, but a little part of my brain I don't know which one the reptile part. Do we have more than one? What's the non reptile part of the brain called? I think there's one like just general chunk of brain, and then there's little things inside the big chunk. So it's all reptile, and we just have better control over smaller chunks? Yeah, probably. I think that we, we have enough cachet with our listeners to say definitively that probably the brain got reptile part and other stuff. Okay, so the other stuff, some part of the, maybe it's bird, I don't know. Who knows? It's Earth, like air, oh. wind. Wait, what's the last one? Love. Yeah, love. Milojovovich part of my brain is uh, was worried. The fi- the fifth podcast was love. We're gonna make our guest wait a while. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so settled in. It's he great. looks real mad. We had to move around uh, the, our guest schedule because our guest is actually doing something super cool today. So we're gonna go ahead Ooh. and see just how far we can make him wait <laughs> before the cool thing well, he has to do later. <laughs> I mean, I love one thing I learned is uh, that this like. The part of the, this whole game in, in Saw 2 is just that fucking what's his name just had to chat, but we'll get into it. I, anyways, I was just saying that. Was, and let me just say quickly our oh guest told God. me that Donnie, that Donnie Wahlberg is the parental model he most follows after. <laughs> that, is, that Donnie Wahlberg, who plays a human sweat stain in Saw 2. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen Donnie Wahlberg in anything. He looks like someone dying of alcoholism who is led out of the rehab center to. Go to Halloween and trick or treat as Mark Wahlberg. No, it looks like Mark Wahlberg's corpse washed up on a beach somewhere, and they put a shirt on him, and were like, "You're now the star of Saw 2. Okay. Anyway, uh, I so was Charles, just, you were saying. I yes. was saying I was I was a little worried because Saw. I've seen Saw a few times now. I've never seen any of the rest. They sound bad. Everyone sort of is like mixed. It's just like it has the recipe for disaster. And uh, after watching this fucking movie. 
I loved it. He loved it. I loved it too. It's, it's better so than good. Saw. It's the maybe the greatest sequel ever made. And can we intru- can we get can we get him on? Can we get him going? Let's get him on. So this movie. So again, Saw comes out in two thousand four. Completely rejuvenates the American horror genre. It's a million dollar movie made by a future big leaguer blockbuster director James Wan. It it just sort of changes the landscape for horror movies and independent film for the first part of the 21st century. It's just a huge success. Uh, so 2005, uh, Twisted Productions, who uh, Twisted Pictures, excuse me, yeah, yeah. the producers right. of the film are Jesus. like, look, we caught we caught lightning in a freaking greasy blood covered bottle for Saw. Let's get another absolutely disgusting movie out as soon as physically possible. And they they find a script for a movie called The Desperates. They adapt it into Saw 2 with the help of the great Lee Wannell uh, from, and the director of the movie, Darren Lynn Boozman. Lee Wannell, of course, starred in and wrote Saw. And Saw 2 went to theaters uh, in October of 2005. I uh, was 15 years old and I was a boy with a dream, a dream that I would go to the Berkshire Mall. And watch a movie, a movie called Saw 2. And I'm sure I'd seen Saw on on DVD like eight times before this. But here's the thing, Charles. I couldn't get to the mall on my own. I did not have a car. I could not drive. Also, isn't it a rating issue? Uh, Or were they they relaxed at this mall? Look, 2005 was just four years after 9-11, okay? Yeah. We were all still shaken. Anyone, you know? anyone could get uh, into an R-rated movie. No, I, I think the only time I ever got turned away from an R-rated movie at the Berkshire Mall is for Troy. Uh, and then my friend's mom yelled at them because she was like, it's for a school project. So then we saw Troy. Let the boys see those naked calves. Yeah, and there were boobs. It was sick. Anyways, um, so yes, to see Saw 2, Charles, to get to the theater, I had to call on our guest. And... I don't remember how I convinced him to, but my older brother, Michael Landis, is here. Michael, welcome to the show. Mike, do you remember how I pitched you going to see Saw 2? Are you a horror movie fan? All right. So <laughs> I, I feel like I need to get right off the bat that I, I, am, I, I don't know if I'm a passionate horror movie fan. I will watch a horror movie. I like psychological horror. I think that's a good genre. You pitched this as psychological horror. And you How lied. Is he to know? You, How was he to know? You lied. You lied to me, Josh. And that's the Hold only on. fucking reason wow. I took you to this stupid Hold movie. Okay? Hold on. Mike, first off, Jigsaw wants to play a game. And some of the game is like, like a very unfun, painful oh game. But some of the game... Like on Donnie Wahlberg is a thinking. Okay, one I, I want to tell you. I want to tell you okay. a story. Okay, <laughs> so you so, and you don't know this story. I after you asked me to do this, it was a few days prior to it happening. I was talking to someone else who I was going to be working with at summer camp, or who was in my ADA, and he was talking to me about his interest in the Saw films. And I will tell you as as just a prelude to this that he grew up to be a rabbi. Okay, and he was pitching me the Saw universe because it was like a really interesting philosophical idea. Yeah, like a really interesting idea, like people getting like punished for aspects of their personality. And after I watched this fucking movie, I was like, I don't know this guy. I don't know this guy. Well, setting aside my feelings toward my brother at the moment, uh, I thank, thank, and I thank you for that. We can talk about that later. Uh, I 
had to reevaluate how I understood my friend at the time because this movie. Well, so hold was, on. You're saying you're saying Jigsaw changed your life. What I'm saying is that wow. it is like more damning to the zeitgeist of America than the election of Donald Trump. That this is a popular film. That's my attitude about this. Well, hold on. Whoa. Hold the freaking phone, Mister Man. Yeah, yeah, cut we, all. Do we that. even know who Just he cut is? All of that. Who, who did you introduce him as your brother or people? I wasn't really. I did. Attention. I said my old my older brother. Yes. Mike that's right. So yeah. I got to ask. Yeah. How I tuned out during Mike's thing. Great. Too, thanks. How old were you when this came? Hey, thanks out? for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. How old? I was seventeen. A, seventeen. a boy. So a boy. you also a veritable weren't boy. allowed to go see an R. Oh no, you could see an R rated movie. Yes, yeah. I could see an R rated movie. Good stuff there, Charles. You're really <laughs> you're really digging in on the fine points I, of this. I see my intro has really made an impact. <laughs> so here. you could you could not drink. And you could, but you could join the army. No, you couldn't join the army yet either. Oh my god! Let's go back to talking about Donnie Wahlberg looking like a wet balloon for this whole movie. Donnie Wahlberg looks like if you like went to any bar in Boston the day after St. Patrick's Day and swept all of the debris into one garbage bag and put a tie in that garbage bag, you would get. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg and Saw yeah. Donnie <laughs> Wahlberg looked more put together in Band of Brothers in like the Battle of the fucking Ardennes, or maybe that was World War One. I. I don't know. Whatever. He was a fucking like grimy ass soldier in that series, and he looked better than he looked in Saw Two. I need. I'm going to say that I think ninety percent of his haggardness comes from his bad haircut, which accentuates his receding hairline and his really giant shirt that he never tucks in or sort of like half tucks in so it just looks like a balloon creature and it's i think if he had had a better haircut and a better shirt he would have been much better yeah that's what the movie needed yeah well and also the premise of the movie that is no but i think he's very good the movie oh god i think no, he's great in it i'm just saying like he was like i'm gonna look like an ashtray from uh somewhere inside like uh, an active war zone for this movie. I want to say this about the movie, and this is why I love it. One, it is very clearly a vicious, brutally effective, and delightful anti-cop movie. And the simple fact that the cops are like, we're matching wits with the greatest mind in serial killing. Who will we put, who will go head to head with the genius of murder himself, Jigsaw? And they're like, Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, I think this is like, just to go back to what he looks like and sort of how that... I think this is like one of those examples of form like defining the function where I think if they had cast a different person, this character would have felt very different. But just like from the start, when you see the wet, dead face of a of a Donnie Wahlberg, you're like immediately so accepting of this violent, abusive, child hating, wife hating piece of shit. And this whole movie is a condemnation of this one man. And I think if he'd looked different, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> so it's Saw 2, dedicated to the Wahlbergs. <laughs> they got to get Mark into one of the installations. I think that would yeah, be Yeah, he could incredible. be the brother. The reason that, that Saw 2 feels like a celebration is for exactly that reason. We love Jigsaw. Jigsaw owns. Jigsaw is just torturing an awful cop, an awful father, an awful husband, and genuinely an awful person because he's the worst. And as a cop, he has this incredible power to injure, belittle, and torture other people. And Jigsaw's like, you're the worst person in the world. I'm going to go out of my way to make a unbelievably convoluted series of punishments for you that end in the ultimate the ultimate shame being chained up in a room with Carrie Elway's foot. Yeah. So um, I got to ask, Mike, did you rewatch Saw 2 for this episode? I did rewatch yes. okay, Saw 2. Yes, okay, great, great. 
great. I watched it last night. So your feelings, though, sounds like they have not changed. No. This is... Okay. I'm going to go off on another little tangent here, okay? Do you guys know the the show, the TV show of 2013 to 2015, The Following? Have you ever heard of this show? Oh, did you research for this episode? I'm so annoyed. No, no, no I didn't Not research anything. Research. Okay, there's no research here. That is a movie. It's basically a cop show about tracking a cult. Kevin Bacon is the lead. It should have been called A Series of Inexplicable Decisions That Lead to Disaster, okay? That is what is happening in Saw 2 inexplicable decision-making by all of the characters. And Jigsaw himself, who, by the way, Josh, calling it convoluted is like... Uh, it doesn't touch the tip of the iceberg that requires so hold, everything hold on, hold to on. go right for Jigsaw's great plot you're gonna, to go right. You're going to tell me... Oh my God. You're going to tell me you know what it's like to have a powerful toxin pulsing through your veins. There will be blood. While you're trapped in a Chuck Palahniuk-style literary device locked house situation, and you're trying to figure out a freaking safe code because of tattoos on necks. I'm just, Mike, it's it's, it's a stressful Uh situation. People are going to behave differently. Yeah, what did you find particularly hard to swallow? I didn't really find... What? I'm, Josh, in the same... Charles, Charles is like, this does match up with my diaries where I've written extensively. I would say about- if I were stuck in a room with seven strangers and I was slowly being poisoned to death, I do not know. I mean, I think the only thing where I was like, well, that sucks was that no one really did anything to help Amanda get out of the pit of of needles. Well, hold on. First off, yeah. needle pit, <laughs> the needle greatest- pit, needle pit, needle pit. One of the single coolest things to ever be in a movie. It is one of the most viscerally uncomfortable things ever put into a film. And like watching it was very unpleasant, but also just like a triumph where I'm like, this is so insane that this series of movies was so popular and such like an incredible cash cow. And it's like genuinely like one of the most nausea inducing upsetting things I've ever just Amanda flailing her limbs about in the pit of syringes screaming while everyone like vomits blood around her. It is amazing. It's so good. It's so good. And it's like, Just the way they like stick out and like you could just like touch them and they just they go boing. Wait, so 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 Mike, what, what was was what was your prevailing memory of Saw Two from when we saw it in theaters? Like, was that was it Needle Pit? Was of it course, else? it was fucking Needle Pit. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else you got? It uh, was traumatizing. I mean, like, what was traumatizing? I think also the lady who also just. If, let's just say this. If I stuck my hand into something that caused me to bleed and it seemed my arm was trapped, my immediate next reaction would not be, let's put the other arm somewhere. Yeah. It would be, remove my arm. That would be, like, remove my arm from the trap. That would be my immediate response, okay? And I mean, like, God damn it. I think, like, I think, though, I think Josh is right, though. I mean, you have to imagine being on a neurotoxin for, at that point, an hour and 20 minutes. Like, Excuse me. There's nothing that says that the neurotoxin is damaging their actual fucking nerves. It just seems to be a lung condition, okay? Well, this fucking neurotoxin. Around. Like, th- hold on, th- hold on. They're also very sweaty. And when I'm very sweaty... I get distracted. Well, the, the, okay, I, I, I really saying. hope a doctor listens to this podcast and just has a has a word with all of us about the nature of neurotoxins. But like most sick. of our most of our listeners right. are doctors. Uh-huh. Um I uh 
I mean, like, let's just go back to Charles, your assertion of like what 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 like really stood out as like what could really not be believable about this. Let me ask you a question: How long was Pigface sitting in the bathtub? Not long enough to surprise the crap out of <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg. Pigface, because that's the question: like, how long was Amanda sitting in the bathtub? Could have been film. twenty minutes. Like that's, yeah, we don't know. We're, we're going to talk about this later because I want to. Okay. That's the worst thing to start. No, I want to reach out to the end. We're just going to go to the easy stuff first. No, but that we can explain. I, okay. I just I don't want to talk about that because the ending of this movie to me is one of the best franchise endings oh, I've God. ever seen. Oh God! The way that it continues yes. off of the I, first okay, one, yes. and creates an what, even totally. better twist than the first one. That absolutely I can imagine watching Saw Two again and cheering in the same way that we cheer when see, see Mike Jigsaw you didn't, comes up. You haven't seen. When did you last see Saw One, Mike? I have never watched Saw One. Okay, when and we you know get why, to Josh, because you uh, dragged me to goddamn Saw Two, and I fucking swore off of the stupid franchise. I admit, I admit this. I maybe chose a bad avenue towards endearing oh, you, you to the Saw franchise. You and I apologize. That said, Mike, the the visceral thrill when they return to the original oh, Saw set and Saw Two is just like it's the best feeling in the world, and I mean that. I've been married. Uh, I've 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 had uh, sex. You know, professional success. I've had sex, uh, but the ending of Saw Two is the best experience. I've ever had and while I'm not a father now like you who again you said uh, D- Detective Eric Matthews is the father I aspire to be right um, I think it'll be that better than having a kid yeah so l- let's get into like the, this the sequel aspect of this for a minute if you'll indulge me I've this... read by the way the recap of Saw like I, I read the recap of Saw which was by the way incomprehensible but sure go ahead oh, oh come on shut stop. up you can't just oh, dunk God. on everything Saw just stop leave the I Wikipedia page alone can dunk on everything okay okay everyone just stop talking so the brilliance of a sequel when sequels really sing you identify what works about the sandbox if you will the metaphor that we've dragged along with us throughout this podcast um you find out what's the best thing to populate in this foundation what are the things the resources we haven't tapped into what's going to expand the universe and the obvious strengths of saw that seem like you know it, it seems of course at this point from the vantage point of you know almost two decades into the series, we want more of the freaking Jigsaw Man. What's his deal anyways? And we finally get a big heap and helping of why Jigsaw's Jigsaw. And baby, let me tell you, this is how you write a flashback. The man gets cancer. He's like, I'm going to kill myself in my car. And he's like, well, that didn't work. I guess I'll spend the rest of my life testing the fabric of human nature. And you're like, yep, enough said. The Fair amount enough. of weight carried by montages in this film is staggering. I mean, it's just astonishing. Like, okay, let's just – sure. He <laughs> – as far as I can tell, he almost killed Amanda in the first film, inflicted horrible psychological trauma on her, and then she was like, I'll hang out with this guy for the rest of time. Yes, which that, is exactly what you would do when you are oh inflicted with – so – what the fuck? That's like – yeah. It's Helsinki syndrome to the max. You then get to meet your Helsinki father Helsinki once again. Helsinki syndrome? Do you mean Stockholm? I think you've syndrome? got the. It goes by both. It, it goes not, by I both. Think... Also, the, the history of Stockholm syndrome is deeply sexist yeah. and fucked also, up. Also, it's not a real that. thing. It's very crazy. It is a real thing. I had it. Yeah, Helsinki syndrome. Yeah, I had it. Charles, you had Helsinki syndrome. Uh, I bought a Segway scooter and it's the, the um, Finnish derivative of the more popular <laughs> Swedish brand of syndrome. Because you bought, yes, you bought that fucking stupid thing, and you were so yeah, proud so of I it. Yeah, so I was on. No, no, but I it, it had technical problems. It never worked. It was a gift for Amy, and so I was on tech support with them for like three or four months, 
And as soon as the issue was resolved, I understood what Helsinki syndrome was. The thing is, Mike, the thing with Charles is that if Jigsaw got his twisted hands on Charles, he'd be like, work. I've got to be real with you. I, I don't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got I'm no clue. Saying, you know, when you've gone through daily trauma and it suddenly goes away, you realize that a part of your experience and a part of your personality and everything about you suddenly became related to that trauma. And once it's gone, you sort of feel like you're missing a part of yourself. Yeah, by that same token, I believe that there requires prior experience to kind of seed the ground for coming up with a philosophy from that kind of experience, which is unique to you, sir. So I think that is... Charles, you've spent your whole life being kind of weird. It's just, (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it at all, man. There's no game. I just, I'm just genuinely confused. I'm troubled by your personality. Uh, I want to play a game. (laughs) Uh, can, we t- can we just quickly talk about my favorite thing in movie history when Donnie Wahlberg is like, wait, does the devious serial killer Jigsaw really have my son? And he calls his cell phone and gets Jigsaw's voicemail. And I was Dude, like, that that's my favorite thing ever. I would kill for a Tobin Bell voicemail. Josh can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> He is still alive, so we could probably get like a cameo or just like get him to do it. It'd probably be a few hundred bucks. Oh my God, dude. Tobin Bell, if he's on cameo, he's making hand over fist money right now. (laughs) Oh my God. That is the guy you want. (laughs) He is so good in this movie playing the most like delightful motherfucker. That final shot of him smiling in the car, put that on a poster, sell me the poster, I'm yeah, gonna put yeah, it let's in go damn back to the house. car for a second. Let's just go back to the car. Let's like, can we parse, let's move backward in time. We've already established that it's fucking nonsense that Amanda wearing a pig mask was just in the tub for a while. Okay. No, no we, haven't. we don't agree with that at all. Okay. Secondly, by the way, they get to the house and, and Tobin Bell's like, here, just use this key. It'll be fine. Okay, Donnie Wahlberg's like, yeah, I'll just head right into the house and use this key. It's Hold just- on, you find it you find it incomprehensible that Jigsaw outsmarted Donnie Wahlberg's okay, character? Okay, but, but it's, like it's how more... Could he <laughs> Eric all Matthews uh, is detected... It's more than the fact that he outsmitted... outsmitted out, outwitted? Outsmitted? Outwitted, outsmitted Eric outsmitted. Matthews. Sorry, I'll edit it. I'll, Thank dude, you. Dude, I'll make you sound smart. No, no, leave it all it. in. Leave this I, all I'm in. Don't touch a fucking outsmitted. thing. Um, the, uh, he, he managed to just leave a building... Where there were undoubtedly lots of other police in the building, outside the building, everywhere, and Donnie and Tobin just vanish. They just vanish. They went out the back, they, buddy. They went out the back. You're telling me yes. the cops who, by Mike, the you're way, picking are the weirdest things to harp on. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. This is what I usually we're, do. I'm so glad you got Mike on the show. This is my usual. We are moving backward here. through this through this movie. Okay, we're we're gonna get to some of the big shit, but for now. This is just nonsense. Like, there's no fucking way they went out the back. Like, the cops are appropriately maligned in this film. Like, that is the good part of this movie. We'll get to some of its other social commentary, which, shall we say, has not aged as well. But the, uh, uh... Like, uh, like uh, what? Let's see. <laughs> no, okay. My, we're going we're gonna to take a break from our guest. I know he's very <laughs> oh he's hungry. I don't know what's going on. But I would like to just start at the beginning. And I would like... Because I don't know that everyone chose to watch this, especially given... Like a, a mic. A, per, per, one of our unfortunate listeners that's sort of like Mike might be like, eh, I'm not going to watch this one. It's probably trash. It is. Spoiler but alert. What this movie does so well is that, as Josh alluded to, Jigsaw, who is nothing but a corpse in the first movie, who surprised and delighted us at the end, is now like the main character. And that's like one of that's like the best thing you can do in a franchise is sort of realize that 
the thing that was surprising in one way can be used in a totally different way and be even more successful. So the fact that Jigsaw is now like talking to us, being a part of the story, being involved is like that made this movie so much better than the, his his performance in the first one. And, and just quickly, let me jump in here. Here are some highlights from Tobin Bell's acting career, which is genuinely baffling. He is in Woody Allen's Manhattan. He is in Sophie's Choice. He is in Mississippi Burning. He is in Goodfellas. He is in The Quick and the Dead. He is in Saw. Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4, Saw 5, Saw 6, Saw 3D, <laughs> and then several other Saw movies. He's, he's just had a very interesting career. Yeah, and he's he... Like, I think he did great as an unmoving dead body in the first one. But, you know, this really allowed him to access other parts of his acting style that I think weren't showcased quite as well in Saw. Well, so so he did a lot of background acting and stand-in acting. And famously, like, on his Wikipedia, he's like, I never felt that it was, like, degrading or a waste of time to be a background actor. I thrive in that environment. So he's, if anyone was born ready to lie on the floor for six days of shooting Saw 1, it was Tobin Bell. And Mike, again, you haven't seen Saw 1, but the if you find it straining at your credulity that Amanda was in a bathtub for a relatively contained period of time. Maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, you would not have enjoyed Saw where uh, Jigsaw is literally lying, pretending to be dead for what seems like uh, uh, yeah, hours. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, if you pitch this to me as a superhero film and that the guy's superhero Which I, and this his disciples, is. I mean, like, I mean Jigsaw is my hero. Their ability yeah. is to lie motionless for literal hours at a time. So, great. So this movie picks up mm, with another beautiful scene. It's much the same way that MacGyver always starts off with him making some dumb bullshit out of random stuff in his pockets and escaping, I don't know, it's not Nazis. What is he escaping? Soviets, often Soviets. So Yeah, Soviets. This always gives us, um, well, so far, a beautiful introduction to the wacky, wacky world of Jigsaw. And this time we get... Not the reverse bear trap, but the Venus fly trap. Yeah. And I loved this opening. I think for me, it put me in the mindset of actually like being a part of a jigsaw plane where it's like, oh, all I have to do is cut my eye and get the key out. I would, I would, I would die. There's no way I could cut my own eye open and dig around for a key. I would just fucking die like this guy did. Yeah. I was very sympathetic. I think, you know, I, I was like, uh, I would just I would just find the pin and pull it myself and be like, I uh, thanks for the opportunity. This has been real. I will now have the nail mask turn my head into putty. It's delightful. And what- think of it as a Venus flytrap, so that your head is a reverse pin cushion. You could be Jigsaw, honestly. That's my, that's my Jigsaw. Thank You're like you. one cancer bout and suicide attempt away from being Jigsaw. I have often thought this I, about I, I, I want to remind both of you that that scene is my intro to the Jigsaw universe. Yeah. And I was like, Josh, what the fuck? Like, like, why are you doing this? Why did you bring me here? I think you're right. I think if you haven't seen this again, why this is a really good sequel is that it doesn't start in a place. You need to have seen the first one for this to work as well because it plays off of so much from the first one. And it, you can watch it. It's a fine movie. But the fucking end and the beginning really aren't as good unless you're familiar with the first film. Yes. And look, egg on my face. If I could go back in time and change anything... Anything. Kill Hitler. No. No. What are you going to do? I would have. Put egg on your face? Better prepared Mike to see Saw 2 in theaters. Okay. Yeah. 
by putting egg on you. I would have played in the goddamn arcade for two hours while you did this stupid movie. That's what I would have done. That's what I would have changed, Josh. Well, he couldn't have gone in because he wasn't old enough, and he needed God. someone they, who could they see wouldn't him. Care. With him. They wouldn't have cared. They wouldn't have cared. We're talking about sure? an economic uh, black hole of Western Massachusetts at the time, Charles. Like they, they would have taken his money. Yeah, I, I, I was tall enough. I was tall enough. That's true. Josh, 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 I've only ever really in my life been taller than Josh for about two and a half years. So that's... Jesus, he grew up fast. He did. Or were you a tiny one? Well, and then uh, and then I was I was ashamed uh, because then our youngest brother, Sam Landis, he shot up like a dang jackrabbit. Yeah, he's tall. Can you imagine if you had a fourth brother? Sort of. How fucking, he would be a giant. Yeah, he probably would have been, uh, you know, seven, eight feet tall. So I'm sorry, you probably do think about that a lot. Constantly. Yeah. I am frequently reminded of my height in their company. Yes. Well, and that we have to bend down to make sure Mike hears us when we talk. So Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. So, yeah. So you didn't really like the the whole thing with the inverse pin cushion face mask no, and crush? No. I was you like, what the fuck was... is the point oh. of this? Like, why is this happening? Well, Mike, he was- As far uh, as I can he tell, wasn't... he's a photographer. That's what I, as far as I can tell. He wasn't, he wasn't living good, and Jigsaw was like, I'm going to teach this guy a little lesson. Wait, you thought he was a photographer? He said, you stare at people for a living. I did. Did you watch the- he is a fucking cop informant snitch. He's an informer, oh, really? like, yeah, yeah. Because because the the lady cop is like, who'd want that guy killed? And Donnie Wahlberg's like, get the freaking phone book. <laughs> that was a great line. Oh, and so unfortunately, good. our our Gen Z listeners really wouldn't understand what that means because they don't know what a phone book is, Josh. Yeah, so funny. Oh, is that God, so, it's funny so funny? That, funny. That, so funny. It's that, so funny. It's so funny to me. Here's something that's funny to me. Yeah, is that someone born in the year 2000 can uh-huh. drink alcohol yeah. isn't that it's funny it's so funny to me but they don't know what a freaking vhs tape is and that's so funny to me it's really can they see r-rated movies yet yeah they definitely can okay cool yeah cool, cool. um cool. <laughs> <laughs> i did so basically what this i think the intro did so well was it the first one we were confronted with the reverse, the reverse bear trap. And Amanda escapes, and it's sort of a, not really hopeful because she's sort of damaged, and as we've learned, she becomes uh, a Helsinki syndrome. Yeah, yeah, Amanda isn't doing great after <laughs> Saw. She, you, one gets the impression that she's had a bit of an experience. But I do like that this one presents us with the even more hopeless sense that when confronted with a jigsaw trap, he doesn't even really try. Like, in the first movie, you sort of see the guy thrashing around on the razor blades for supposedly hours and everyone desperately trying to get out. And this guy like nicks his eyeball once and is just like, yeah, fuck this. And he just waits for his yeah, head to I blow like up. That. Me too. Yeah, I love you know, that. We, we need, we got to see the whole rainbow of reaction yeah. because you know, again, cowards like me and you, we're not even like pretending to try, you know, but this guy kind of half waited a little bit. Yeah. I would like to note that there is like a cinder block in that room that he could probably have just wedged in there. Wedged in where is I? No, like, put it in front of the trap. I think he probably could have been fine. Yeah, he would need a two. Yeah, there were two. Go okay. back and look. So he could have, like, walked around with yeah, two I mean, cinder he, like, blocks. And it's better than being crushed by Venus fly spike. Is so. it? Can you imagine going to school the next day wearing that? Well, yeah. Yeah, they'd laugh you out right out of the quad. Look at Mike over here. Ooh, I could escape the twisted, devious machinations of Jigsaw, the serial killer. But not the click-destroying bullying at Pittsfield High. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was at Pittsfield High School for long enough to be bullied. I don't know. Wait, where'd you go? <laughs> but Mike, had you been there long enough, you know, uh, had I been there, right? They would have gotten point. your what'd number. You do? Yeah. Did you, you dropped out. Uh, I, 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 
No, I, I, I came in in 10th grade because I was at a private school before that. Oh. And, and uh, then I, for half the year in 11th grade, I went to Israel. So I was sort of like in and out. Um, I'm so sorry I asked. Yeah, really. This is a boring tangent. Well, in full of you know, the, Israel, the, the Israeli Defense Force tried to hire uh, Jigsaw to deal with the Palestinians after they saw these movies. Yeah. Like, eh, maybe you come to Tel Aviv, you do a saw trap on Gaza. And Tilden Bell's like, I'm merely a character actor. Stop calling me Benjamin Netanyahu. He's also a ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this movie starts off with a cop dying, and then it moves to cops being silly, and then it moves to uh, one of the greatest moments of violence is when a cop gets his shins blasted out by a fucking step. Yeah, sometimes it's the simplest things that count. It's like, you know what would be, like, really awful? Your shin's getting shattered. And it's like, yeah, no, that would suck. That would be very bad. Yeah, and then very uh, simple, two other very cops upset. get electrocuted. And it just at this point, I was like, all I was seeing was shitty dads yelling at their shitty sons and cop violence. And I was like, I'm already sold. I, I love this movie so much. This is, like, just dear to my heart. Yeah, Jigsaw basically tortures shitty people. The lady from Seventh Heaven, who clearly had it coming for whatever she did, and uh, cops. So, I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. What's brilliant about Saw 2 is that it repositions this franchise where Jigsaw is the hero. Jigsaw's the guy we love. He's the guy who's going to do the things to people that we feel powerless against. So these cops that act with impunity. And again, I don't know why in April 2021, I feel the need to point out cops acting with impunity deserve to be tortured in weird Philadelphia-looking mansions full of rotting stuff and, and gross basements. But uh, it is sick to watch this. It feels like, I don't know, there's a cultural message and a theme about it that feels really exciting. Yeah, this is, uh, this this like, it doesn't need to be like RoboCop satire. Sometimes you actually just want to watch a movie that tortures cops. And right. that's and like, I think that's what we need right now is just a fucking cop torture movie. Because if this one cop hadn't resorted to like, beating a, a suspect to a bloody pulp he would be fine to this very day with his son yeah, I, I, okay i think you guys are really leaning into the cop aspect and i think that you're you're not wrong but let's bear in mind that the vast majority of the actual torture that happened in this film did not happen to cops yeah okay that's that's, that's fair. fair so I he's guess not a great what guy. i'm saying is we're still saying that jigsaw is not a great guy yeah no 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 hold on let's be real jigsaw is problematic Okay? He's that great. It is not okay to do some of that stuff. Josh, let me tell you this. I don't think I would follow him on Twitter. Okay? You know, it's just like not my thing. Oh, boy. Well, no, I would, I would, mm, I would like favorite his page, but I wouldn't fave any of the posts because I wouldn't want to pop up in my history. Right. Um, Or if I downloaded his podcast, I wouldn't tell anybody, you know? Yeah. Don't don't want to disrupt your algorithm. Do you listen? I'm like, I mean, like, I've listened. I watch on it. I've. There's a clips channel on YouTube of Jigsaw's podcast, and honestly, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, okay, well, I think more to the point, it's like you think about the Hitchcockian tradition of cops as humiliation targets who are bad at everything, and and and, and Hitchcock was really on the record about this. He was like, "I love humiliating cops; it is very funny. Fuck those guys." And I like that. You know, yes, while I agree, this is not singularly focused on that. Uh, the sheer incompetence and inability of law enforcement to even be a day on the same day uh, as Jigsaw, as, of course, the big reveal shows us, um, and that's delightful. And their incompetence is uh, its a good thing to see. We like it. And we I, like it a lot. And I think it does, like, yeah, it's not, this isn't, like, at its heart an anti-cop movie, but I think what it does really well is it equates shitty fatherhood with just violent men and then also equates violent men with cops. 
And the fact that all fucking Donnie had to do was sit in a room and talk to an old man for an hour and a half. That was all he had to do. And Jigsaw clued it out for him and told him that's all he had to do. And his nature down deep is to beat the shit out of somebody and fuck up his life. And like, there's no stopping it. That's just who he is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think that some of this message is defrayed a little bit by the fact that it seems that, uh, according to the Wikipedia, that all of the individuals in the house in Satu were there because they were framed by the bad cops. So... Are we really making a point about cops being bad if, like, the people who are suffering from those decisions are also going to suffer a second time we already to make a point you, to the cop? Saw is problematic. Like, God, uh, Mike, get off your high horse. Get, yes, we get Jesus it. Jesus Christ. He's not a great guy, but you know, sometimes he's right. <laughs> yeah. you got to separate the devious, twisted games from I, the devious, twisted games master. I think what I'm master. separating is, like cop hatred from the unified theory of saw philosophy i think that's what I'm okay doing hold here. on hold on they all had stuff to learn too so uh-huh. whatever okay? okay no but yeah. i think this is where i was sort of the first movie i was like i can't what really tell a stupid fucking movie kicks shut ass. Shut i can't up. really tell if <laughs> shut the fuck up. i can't tell if james and lee were like on his side on jigsaw's side because jigsaw wasn't good he like shows people that really needed help or didn't really need that much help at all to, to to torture. Like some guy who doesn't like his wife and someone who's like addicted to heroin were like the main people that he tried to help. And this movie, it's, I don't think he's really trying to help anyone anymore. I think he's moved into just full punishment where he doesn't care who he actually hurts. If yeah. it's to the end of his game, he wants to play his game. And if he happens but- to kill seven <laughs> strangers... To play oh, his but game? Charles, but Charles, he didn't kill anyone. He's never killed anyone. It's true. <laughs> Fucking garbage. It's true. But uh, as in the, what's great about the, the repartee of the Donnie Wahlberg, Tobin Bell back and forth that I'm certain is taught in drama schools across the nation. You know, it's still murder if you, you know, force someone to hold up a gun against their head and pull, and pull their own trigger. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of nice because we actually like. I think the creators of the of what was obviously a franchise at this point were like, we have to have this conversation at some point. Let's have Donnie Wahlberg be the person who does He's it. He's perfect. We'll get it out He's of the so way. So dumb. Now. He's great. So <laughs> I want to draw attention. So believable that he would ask those questions. To put this into some sort of cultural context, and I'm, I open the floor to both of you to elaborate on what your memories of the wonderful era of the early aughts were. Look, things were dope. You know, obviously, we're winding down the war in Afghanistan this year, which sucks ass. That shit was awesome. So many good movies came out of it. And you know, Afghanistan, sicker today than it ever was, baby. We did it. Right. Um, we did it. Well, no, Josh, I'm it sorry. It was a confusing time. We're actually not. Like Biden, I think he says we're doing something, but he's not really going to do anything. So we're still going to be there. I am certain that Dr. Joe Biden will deliver on his promise. Okay. Okay. So th- this is a sort of delightful thing. In 2006, this was you know nominated for some Teen Choice Awards, including uh, Donnie Wahlberg was nominated at the Teen Choice Awards for Choice Movie colon Scream Scene. I'm not really sure exactly what that means. Kira Knightley won for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, which we've reviewed mm-hmm. on the podcast. And by the way, just while we're getting the franchise stuff out of the way, this is the same year as X-Men The Last Stand, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, um, uh, Superman Returns, King Kong, non-canonic King Kong came out this year. Uh, the the performers at the ceremony were uh, – this is amazing – Nelly Furtado and Timbaland, 
for Promiscuous, one of my favorite songs, Rihanna and Kevin Federline, the uh, the brief uh, husband of uh, Britney Spears. So 2006, what a time. I'm sort of confused. It's a, um, but it's a bad year. I'm confused why this would have been nominated for a Teen Choice Award when most teenagers couldn't have seen it in theaters. Well, uh, oh, actually, this year for Thriller, Red Eye, the Wes Craven movie, beat it out, which I've seen. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I saw that too. Okay. That was the plain one, right? It's the plain one with Killian Murphy, yeah. uh, and uh, he's actually—it's fun to see him play a bad guy. So wow, that is a—that uh, is a—that is a genuinely horrible lineup of movies you just described there. That's it was just, kind of a weird year. The Omen remake that can't be good. The Silent Hill movie is fucking obviously terrible. Uh, let me see, Cheaper by the Dozen two. Hey, when the third one comes out, you know we're covering <laughs> we're that. In the podcast. Oh, we're doing boy. it. We're doing it. Uh, failure to launch. So in the McConaughey verse, we're in the failure to launch era of the McConaughey journey, which is definitely yeah, a trip back to a different time. That's an era. Yeah. But imagine you're at the Teen Choice Awards. And they're like, Kira Knightley, Rachel McAdams, Julia Stiles, and Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> I was like, who's that? And just get like four, you know, beautiful, thin white women or whatever. And then. Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> looks like the back of a truck in this movie. He looks like a um, paper bag that's been holding a sandwich for too long. He really does. Exact, that's exactly it. And by the way, this is the year Hostel comes out. Yeah. So at this point, this this subgenre is of the low budget torture heavy. Uh, you know, it's really fully underway at this point. Just a year after. Song. I think we should watch um, Hostel for a bonus because I remember it being good. I actually think I really like Hostel, and I I sort of wanted to. Sorry, try it again. I, I can't say I'm enthusiastic about it, but I'll do it for the cast. All right. But this also, so for horror, some good horror was coming out. Hostile, you might not have liked it, but I think this was like Descent and uh, what was that Rob Zombie movie? House for the Devil's Reject. Oh, Devil's Rejects. I think Rejects. this is Devil's Rejects year. So this was like in that, this was like the gritty fucking years of horror where everything sort of took place in either a fucking bathroom or an abandoned house, or all this, like, it was really dirty, really filthy, really Gora era, and it's one of my favorites. 2005, Hard Candy comes out, yeah, which is another classic, uh, tortury, kidnappy film of the ops. House of Wax. Um, question, 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 question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Mike. For, for you experts, um, what is it called, we saw some of this in Saw 2, what is it called when you've got the camera filter that that seems to emphasize the grittiness in some ways. Like there's like a, some strange, like, do you know what I'm talking You're nodding, Josh. The what grain, the grain. The grain, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, you, yeah. You turn up the grain to make it look seedier and and, and, and grosser. And this is definitely a, a heavy, what's so good about the, the visual end of the movie is that the first movie is very blue, and then this movie is very green. Very green. And then at the end, when we cut back to the blue again, it's like, fuck, baby, that's called movie making. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah, you have to say it like that too. Movie making. They teach you that oh, in boy. your first year. I'm yeah, Mickey. yeah, you I can't. Play a you game. can't become uh, a member of SAG until you talk about it. Like That's that. right. Yeah, Pluto. Pluto, you've spent your whole life being my shitty dog. Now you have to fight to survive. Oh boy! Every time you say I put Pluto, a bomb in your brain. It was Pluto. It was John Lasseter that like loved Pluto's wrinkly head. Is that what he said? Uh, g- uh, goofy, goofy or some shit. Yes. <laughs> Why do you have to bring up the only thing more horrifying than Saw, John Lasseter? Because yeah, really. you taught me that. Capacity. And now, like, literally whenever I think about any Disney cartoon, John Lasseter's quote about the character I can't remember's gritty face always pops up. Okay, so hold on. Highest grossing films 2005. One, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. 
Two, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Three, Chronicles of Narnia. Jesus. Four, War of the Worlds. Um, and then uh, the list continues. Batman Begins at number nine. Hitch, the great Hitch. You go 90, she goes 10. I liked Hitch. <laughs> Hitch is pretty good. We should watch that. Should have watched it. I much prefer to watch Hitch. So, so this movie quickly, and I think my only complaint from the first movie was that there was just too much. And listeners might remember I said there was three sections there was the family zeb connection there was the bathroom and then there was the cops zep. sorry zep sorry fuck and i said there's just too much and the other needed this to be like a two hour and 15 minute movie or get rid of something and saw two delivers baby because all we have is the cop on the other side of the tv screens and the house on that side of the tv screens and there's no third element to fuck up the brilliant pacing of saw two I loved it. I fucking loved that we just like have a very long, like 20 minute opening where there's like very little saw shit happening. And then when it cuts to the screen and the camera just moves in and the fake TV bullshit moves away and we're suddenly in the house, it's just like, yes, this is, it's weird. It's so like set up. It's almost like a reality TV show to the point where there's like eight people stuck in a room together trying to get out. But it actually like, it really works. It didn't feel, I mean, it's contrived, but it just like it, I loved it. I just was into it. And let me say this, producers and Hollywood insiders who are listening to this, if you introduce a neurotoxin to The Bachelor, I'll start watching it again. I don't care about the racism. Just get a neurotoxin pumped into every environment they're trapped in, and then we'll see who's really there for love and who's there for clout as blood pours out of their orifices and they battle each other for basic amenities. You know what? I, I would watch that. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Wait, Josh, you kind of just described um, Survivor. That's Well, I mean, no one, unfortunately, <laughs> tragically, neurotoxins have not really appeared on Survivor to anywhere near the degree I wish they would. I will say, much like Saw 2, uh, Survivor Season 2, and Charles, I, I, you've not watched these, there is an, an event in the second season of Survivor so genuinely upsetting that it is staggering. Yeah, it is I watched incomprehensible that how violent it is. It is so fucked up. For your bachelor party, which Mike was a part of, um, I did watch that clip to understand what Survivor was really all about. That's a really good point of distillation um, to understand Survivor. Yeah, a man who has not eaten solid food in a week uh, inhales too much smoke and then melts his hands off of the bones. <laughs> So, Mike, let me ask you this. Um, I forgot that Saw 2 opens with a character named Michael. Was it weird for you to realize maybe part of your aversion to Saw 2 is that from the get-go, Mike's don't really fare that well? Yeah, I, I actually am going to say that this is not as complex as you imagine, and I just really hated what I was watching. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so we get to the the house, and... When we learn that Amanda is back, another fucking killer way to connect your franchises where you have... Wait, you're saying a franchise with recurring characters? What? Well, what okay. are you talking when about? When you watch Saw, you're like, this is so bare bones. Where do, what do we pull out to like right. flesh out the series on? And picking Amanda, who again, that, that lady, the wonderful Shawnee Smith, she shot her scenes for Saw in two days. And okay. she, we think she's a big character just to teach us how bad Saw is. We don't think of her as really all that important. And then it's not that she's just a, a recurring character, but if you can imagine going through one of the devious Saw games and then waking up in another devious Saw game, I can't imagine it. I can't. <laughs> I just tried. Too intense. 
Got to watch Saw wasn't 2. Wasn't happening. Couldn't do it. Well, but no, just let, like... Let's, the, let's uh, remember, she's not really in the game, though. Exactly. You know, she's really in that freaking needle pit, right? That's that's a fair point. Yeah, and well, she's, she was, she's breathing she was in toxins. Pregnant. She was pregnant while she was shooting this movie. What? God, good thing Joss wasn't directing. Oh, yeah, Joss Whedon would have just torn her to shreds. She she kept it a secret, apparently, because she was like, I don't know if they're going to want me to shoot this, the needle pit. <laughs> that's commitment. Uh, that's wild. Were you getting um, intense Mark Ruffalo vibes from the guy that dies first? Obi? I don't know. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Not Obi. Not Obi. My bad. The the, the schlubby guy in the suit who gets his friggin' brains yeah. all blowed out. I don't know. For some reason, I just I like, wanted him to be Mark. I mean, can you imagine Mark Ruffalo trapped in one of the devious games of Jigsaw? Wait, let me try that. it. Let me try it. You're telling you tell me I'm in a trap trap. I'm, tra- I'm trapped in a freaking you, Jigsaw puzzle? Are you, are you telling me this? What? What? There's, there's neurotoxins? What, 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 in my I blood? Can, I can't see it. Yeah, I got a tattoo someone's on my neck. Is, there's... <laughs> And he's just like, he's, you know, for listeners, you know, his neck's oh my a 45 God. degree angle. His yeah. eyes squinting. Eyes are squinting. So even if he were looking, he couldn't really see it. Mm. In the first week of the DVD release of Saw 2, it sold 3 million copies. That's in- This was such a huge cultural. I'm saying the juggernaut, the franchise element of this at this point is so. There's so much juice in this fucking series, and I believe we enter the role where they just start pumping these out with a furiosity. Yeah, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah, this is where it enters that real, we are we are fucking in this. No, they, these, We're doing this. Up until, I think, the one before this, there was every year. There was one a year at Halloween. This is like, you could set your clock i guess it'd be a weird clock yeah it'd be like a, a one-year clock but you could set your clock by the releases of saw mm. well said charles thank you thank you thank you so they shot this in 25 days so this is still a pretty bare bones endeavor but uh, i want to talk they, to you they, about four million dollar budget i did mention clocks i'd like to talk to you you've come out on the podcast many times as a hater of the ticking clock and i'd love to hear how this ticking clock affected you Okay, and Mike, I'm interested, of course, in your thoughts on this as a a fan of the movies and the theater, but um, much of my distaste for clock ticking comes for things, and and, uh, I'll I'll name the beast, Dark Knight Rises, the worst movie I've ever seen. Which we're doing uh, this year. (laughs) Which we're doing this year, uh, and I am going to rewatch it for the first time since 2012, and I'm not excited about it. Um, Famously in that movie, uh, you know, they're like, Gotham will friggin' go bluey in 30 months (laughs) or something. (laughs) And then they're like... 28 months later and then they're like there's five minutes left on the clock and but then like, it goes okay. like oh wait there's 40 months later too just a second <laughs> yeah it's like cut that shit out it's so annoying like i hate it this movie i think they handle the ticking clock really well because rather than really make that the centerpiece of the narrative that race against time they just use it very artfully to give us the big reveal and make the, the climactic twist hit really hard because you almost forget about the ticking clock in this movie and i'm fine with that they leave it as like a dangling thread not like is it a bomb is it a this or is it a that so when we finally get to the reward on that it, it it feels earned even though they didn't lean or no because they didn't lean on it so incessantly to build tension they don't need to use that as the the main device so i think they managed to sort of shoot the moon here i'm interested to your guys' thoughts on on the ticking clock issue well you, you've identified the fact that like the problem with most ticking clocks is that they do not feel like they pay off in a realistic manner. Um, and, and this is like, 
you know, it, whether it be fast forwarding 28 months from that stupid movie or, um, you know, like being in like a, a, a film where they're like, there's three minutes to go and five minutes later they're still racing against the clock and you're like, well, this doesn't really work if I'm sitting in the theater and I feel that this isn't happening. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that like... I'm gonna say nice things about this movie. Fuck yeah, they, you got um, him, John. Hell yeah, they, got <laughs> hell right. yeah. They, I, I think the emphasis on characters beginning to cough up blood and one of them literally dying for the nerve agent is like an emphasis that there are genuine consequences to this if they do not hurry. Um, I will also say that there's a juxtaposition between the two-hour time limit and the instances where like something will happen in three minutes or two minutes or one minute if something like the fire advancing in the oven, the mm-hmm. clock ticking thing on the face yeah, snapper, yeah, yeah. the like all this stuff. The, the, like time is a relevant and active entity within this. Um, so I, I think that it, as you say, there, there does seem to be a sense of consequence in this. And I think that if there was a moment in this that I thought was a good twist. It was the moment where they realized that it is a recording. Yeah. And like that is, so that is, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's an intense moment. It's amazing that like to come out of the first movie and just sort of understand that these might be all twist movies. I wasn't really sure, but that twist is so nicely planted. Cause I was in, I love because the first movie taught us that yes, there are flashbacks, but yes, things are also happening concurrently. And I just bought it. And then it the whole thing takes place later. And this is where we can go back to Mike, the pig face person sitting in the bathtub. Like that person could have been like Jigsaw could have like texted her, been like, all right, we're heading over now, you know, just hide in the tub. We'll be there in 20 minutes. Like it doesn't really matter because the way time works is so deftly presented to us where we understand the small stakes. We understand the big stakes. And then suddenly everything is sort of just like the rugs pulled out from under us. We're like, oh, fuck, we're in a totally different world. Well, okay. So I, I I think that in in an abstract sense, I agree with your point. I think the thing that that makes this a weaker film for all of that it has to do with the decision making of the characters. That like you have to pair that sense of consequence with a set of rational decisions, and I don't feel like the characters were doing. Okay, that. and I think so. For me, the only character that matters is Donnie, because everyone else is a pawn in the game, including Donnie. But Donnie is the one that deserves punishment. Or come up, or come up as, or some form of resolution where he learns to be a better person. And if the other people are just like wandering around a house, brain dead, cutting their arms off, jumping into fire, like it's fun to watch. And I don't really care if they're acting in a way that I would. But what really sinks is watching Donnie Wahlberg revert under the time clock pressure to beat up a cancer patient to try to get his son that he doesn't really love. And all he needed to do is fucking just sit there and his son would have popped out of the safe. And like, it's just like that beautiful twist, which shows you how pathetic and awful our main character is. And he deserves to be locked in that dungeon until he starves to death. Right. And he's going to have a lot of time to think about parenting yes. while he's uh, chained in a bathroom filled with corpses and Carrie always his foot. Um, I, I, I'm totally with you, Charles. I think, Mike, the thing about Saw 2 that I think makes it good to me is that Jigsaw and the questions he's asking and his his perverse lesson teaching, it, it all needs to pay off. And if it doesn't earn that, I agree with you. This would be completely the silliest waste of time imaginable. I genuinely think the various twists in this movie are delightful. And I think closing with, you know, 
jigsaw covered in blood chuckling to himself in the front seat of a car knowing that donnie Wahlberg is going to spend the rest of his sad life in a chained up to starve to death in a horrifying room while amanda carries on his legacy delivering the same horrifying finale of game over that he doesn't saw it's it pays off like that's good storytelling like i'm i agree with you that like sure anyone can nitpick the middle part of any horror movie that's not the best part of a horror movie it's like a mystery movie. It's like, I mean, you really need that end to put a bow on everything. And I can't ask for much more from Saw 2. I think it puts a bow on all the major questions. So here is what I will say to that. The, and I take it back to the guy who I mentioned at the outset of this, who talked about it being a really interesting idea or philosophy. The weight in this movie, yes, it's placed on the need for someone like Donnie Wahlberg to be punished for his behavior, but the reality is that they're setting up a franchise, and that franchise is reliant on its ability to uphold a broader philosophical belief on the on the behalf of someone who is insane. And, and and we're talking about this guy who his philosophy itself is incoherent. And like this is the problem at the, at the heart of all of this, which is that everything that Jigsaw is saying is fucking nonsense. Like, he's saying, I didn't kill anyone. That's just not true. He's saying, there is like, uh, I'm just testing humanity, blah, 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 blah. Well, he's picked a whole bunch of people who didn't deserve to be tested necessarily in the context of what his broader point is. It just doesn't seem to me that there there are people, that, that there are like just desserts here. And again, I also want to like emphasize that as much as we see this as a commentary on, on like cops and their behavior to a certain degree – Let's also bear in mind that the people who are being tortured are being tortured because they are a drug dealer, a prostitute, uh, like another kind of criminal. Like, I think that this is not a series that is looking deeply into, like, the basis behind why people are being imprisoned for their quote-unquote crimes. Like, this is not an enlightened attitude. Like, Javier, okay, he seems like a bad dude. He's a drug dealer. He hurts people. Well, like, Mike, let, this let is me, not I hear what you're saying. Expect- you hear what I'm saying? What, what you're saying is, how long will society celebrate and, and, dare I say, encourage the sick, twisted games of Jigsaw? Someone needs to say enough is enough. His campaign not- of terror has gone too Eight far. Eight more years. Eight oh, more Eight years. Eight more years. Eight more years. Yes. Um, all right. So, look, Mike, we you're wrong. Uh. <laughs> I think, Mike, what it is a hang-up I actually had with the first one where I couldn't really figure out if the filmmakers actually believed the dumb shit that, saw, that Jigsaw was doing. And I don't think they do. I think if you watch any movie about a serial killer or like that David Fincher show, like having someone that does something that is fucked up also like that's the whole point of serial killers is they think they're doing good and they're not but there's always some like just like splinter of something that they can ground their fucked up ideologies around where they think they're actually doing something and the movie shows us that they're not and also to to respond to like this isn't about the criminals at all i think you're getting really hung up on the middle chunk in the house but like they're all there because they were framed by donnie Wahlberg. So they're not like judging them for being prostitutes. They're just like showing them as being fucked over by a shitty cop. But ultimately, they well, don't matter. Well, currently, though, currently they're being fucked over by a shitty serial killer. Absolutely, and I think the movie Hold isn't... on. he's a very good serial killer. <laughs> That's a great Fair point. point. Great point. Okay, but I just I, I don't think it needs to really be. I think 
if you watch this movie again, and I hope you do, and I hope you watch it with an I open heart. Not. I hope you watch I will it. not. I will not watch your heart. this movie again. Just open your heart to Jigsaw. Open your, Mike, can you open your heart, please? If you don't, Jigsaw not. will do it for you. <laughs> I'd like to play Michael, a game. You've spent your whole life not opening your heart. I put a freaking jack-in-the-box in your dang heart, dude. You got to fix it or it's going to freaking literally open your heart. Let's play a game, Michael. You watched that movie again for your brother last night. How about you never watch a movie for Josh again? I was pretty stoned, and it was pretty fun to watch at midnight. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, okay, we got to we got to um, we got to do our MVDs. We got to yes. do our MVPs, and we got to ask. We the of question. course do most valuable deaths. Uh, let's do that before. I think we can guess Michael's answer. Michael, are you? What are your thoughts on watching more of the Saw franchise? Did this entice you to watch Saw three? This is this. this. <laughs> I'm never Are watching you a watch Saw movie Saw again. The third. Literally never watching well, a Saw movie again. Mm, not right. Not, not so once, he's out. No. I, he's out. Yeah. Charles, are you when, out? I asked when will it end back in 2005. Okay. That's mm. that's when I did that. For what me? about the freaking war in Afghanistan? Turns out <laughs> also this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a mere 15 or 16 years after. <laughs> for me, I love these movies <sighs> so much that this will like carry me through an ebb like there will there could be potentially three four five six and seven are all dog shit and i think i will still be holding out that this series has something because these first two have been so good of course i'm not asking i'm i want to watch it again yeah i'm actually with charles in this when you said ebb i thought you meant about the coronavirus for a minute i was like yeah i can stand a few more variants <laughs> to just just so i could spend more time watching the saw movies i have never been more excited to watch a third movie i'm so stoked i'm having a blast with these movies mike is wrong uh mvds let's get into it mike you're our guest who had the best death in freaking saw 2 the movie you've come to know and love and before you answer just think about it just open that heart Mm. just visual shut your eyes just visualize each death i'm going to i'm going to interpret this as most traumatic to watch death great i think probably yeah i will give it uh, I will give it to uh, the character played by where it is her name. Let's do more research. Um, yeah, research saw too. The character played by Emmanuel Vagier Addison, who inexplicably sticks her hands in stuff, gets her throat, her wrists slit, and just screams to death. Well, Mike, in a lot of ways, the wrists are the throats of the hands. And who hasn't jammed their hands into a box at some point? Yeah. Um, I know I have. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. It Charles, is a great pick. your that... most valuable death. It's obvious. There's no way it couldn't be Xavier. Because not only is his death just awesome to look at and his blood just explodes everywhere, but he is killed by the saw from Saw 1. It encapsulates everything that is perfect about this movie. How deftly beautifully and with such earnest respect it treats its younger brother saw and sort of in the opposite in the way that mike is treating you right now i would say saw yeah, too yeah yeah it uh that's very real for me that's very yeah real for I, me. I, I i'd really like this podcast to be a referendum on my relationship to josh yeah that's, that's what, what i'd like very yeah. real yeah I, misunderstood unappreciated the whole, we haven't really talked about the end of this movie they go to the basement and it turns out to be the f- basement from, from saw one just to make that clear and uh the young child the fucking poor kid who's not only has to be the son of donnie Wahlberg, but also has to go through a nightmare situation because of him uh kills a man with the saw from saw one which 
tease up my most valuable death, Charles. Yeah? Oh. The, the death of young Daniel Matthews' innocence. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> How'd I tee that up? Because you, you talked about how how Daniel Matthews, son of Donnie, kills Xavier with the, the OG Saw of Saw fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my most valuable death is the death of that young boy's innocence. <sighs> we're gonna drive just drive right past the pronunciation Javier. That's just we're just gonna drive. Right I know past it's. That. I hate that shit. That's like when Jigsaw is like Mister Xavier. It's like. It's that's not how it's pronounced, Jigsaw. But you know what? He's a he's a problematic <laughs> man. Right. My name is Jigsaw. I use he him pronouns. <laughs> I heard earlier so, that I mispronounced Xavier's name, and I'd like to come out on the record <laughs> and just apologize for it. I'm gonna step back and educate myself. <laughs> this has um, led to a period of introspection. I understand that as a white serial killer, I. Take up a lot of space in the dialogue, and I'd <laughs> okay. A few, a few pieces of trivia before we go. Um, originally cast for Javier Henry Rollins from Black Flag. <laughs> Shit, I will say I would have I would have uh, paid a year's salary to watch Henry Rollins in Saw Two, but whatever. Life goes on. Wait, we got to also quickly uh, do our MVPs too. We can't forget. Can't forget. No, of course, of course. Um, I'm just trying to fit in some of Josh's trivia research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Javier sticking the the skin tag with the tattoo on it into his pocket was improvised by Frankie G, the I actor. Loved it. Fucking loved it. And it is unforgettable. It is a wonderful moment in the movie, and it I was made really me impressed. Gross that- and made me like pat my pockets to make sure I didn't have a skin flap in my. Oh God, it was so well done. I mean, I have a tattoo of a number in that exact location, which is very funny. What so- number? It's lower down. It's a little lower down. Thirteen, number thirteen. But, uh, you know, I could cut it off if I wanted to. I'm I'm Um, pretty sure mom and dad would cut it off if you asked. Before MVPs, I love that we never get to see the safe. We don't like it's just like a red herring. We see the safe open. Which, by the way, we see the safe in the house. No, no, I know. No, we see that one open. They they address it actually in uh, in the dialogue in the trivia page. Oh, Um, thank uh, goodness. It's addressed by the trivia. Wait, yes, yes, yes. Wait, what? Which safe? When he's walking, when when uh, when Donnie is checking the first floor, you can see the safe open, suggesting Amanda use the antidote uh, inside to save Danny. Of course, yes. Not even not even worth talking about. Anyway, what else you got for us before we do MVPs? Um, there's so much trivia. I we don't have enough time for all of it, but uh, I will say um, uh, that uh, we finally in this movie for the first time, and this I think is interesting from the franchise perspective. Someone gets to be on the freaking little micro cassettes and it's Amanda and so you know I think it's a rite of passage if you get to deliver a I'm on a freaking little tape my guy uh, conversation so mazel tov to Amanda alright most valuable well, I've players. got one prediction okay that at some point in this franchise we're going to switch away from little tiny tapes to iPods that's just a prediction I don't know if it's going to come true but I think maybe by Saw 6 we're going to find iPods scattered through whatever crazy hellscape Jigsaw has planned out for these people. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, Mike, your most valuable player, who brought the most to the table in one of your favorite films, Saw 2? Hitch. Well, I guess... Saw 2, colon. I guess um, <laughs> Kevin James. Um, the, um, I, he would be uh, I would so say, good in a Saw movie. Oh, Anyone man, would be I, so good in a Saw movie. Okay. the I, It has to be My dad Amanda, would be good in right? a Saw movie. <laughs> like, it has to be Amanda, because there ain't no way 
that uh, Mr. Jigsaw is schlepping the massive heavy machinery throughout his you know machination-ridden households. He's got to have somebody to do it for him. It's got to be Amanda. I love this take on the MVP. Like, just literally the most valuable player. Yeah, she's literally the one that the most does the fucking player. work. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's either her or Donnie. I mean, like, that's got to be it, right? Yeah, my MVP is also Amanda. I, th- I think she's for totally different reasons. She fucking. This movie is the franchise king. I love it. And the fact that Amanda's not only the most important, like, victim in the game that turns out to be the new Jigsaw, it's also fucking convoluted and ridiculous. And one, my open heart. I okay. encourage you Stop both, by the way, to look at look at Donnie Wahlberg's uh, image on his Wikipedia page. I'm the, looking at that right now. The, my God, Don, Donnie Wahlberg. My God. I was going to say <laughs> no, yes. but now that I'm the only one not there, I gotta get. Yeah, there. you should yeah. do it. No, um, I, I just like that his his chosen his presumably the picture he thought was the best for his Wikipedia page. He looks like he just did an entire eight ball. Wait, Josh, do you think that celebrities select their photos for Wikipedia? Pages? I, I don't, but you have to imagine that there there are PR people or publicists or managers have some effort to you know. I there's no universe where that's not happening. I think that's unlikely, but sure. Uh, I'm Anyways, sorry. Uh, it looks like MVP. Guy Pierce. Kind of, yeah. If kind Guy Pierce were also a bag holding a sandwich. If if Guy Pierce had fetal alcohol syndrome, he would look sort of like Donnie Do Wahlberg. Do you think we should uh, we should update the Wikipedia? Who, we can update Wikipedia pages, right? And just like keep changing Donnie Wahlberg's picture to just like some poor sick person or a wet bag. I don't know. That's, that'll be my new thing. I'm going to yeah, do Yeah, who's the it. wettest bag? Um... <laughs> I gotta give mine to the great Tobin Bell as Jigsaw. I think yeah. he uh, he really he bears the the weight of building out the the backstory. They, I think they do it succinctly and and deliciously enough with his pledge to uh, spend their, his remaining days exploring the limits of human nature. Who among us have not been uh, similarly inspired by driving a car off of a cliff to torture people in basements for the rest of your life? Good stuff there. And yeah, most uh, most uh, valuable. Poop Man goes to Donnie Wahlberg, who is so disgusting in this movie. Like Ben Mendelsohn in Killing Him Softly would be like, "Bloody hell, mate, take a shower." You know. <laughs> he also um, the, the first annual Take a Shower Award for the podcast goes to uh, Donnie Wahlberg and Saw Two. The buddy, take a shower. Tobin Bell is also uh, what three years? Three years before Daniel Day Lewis closes out the movie with the line. Tobin Bell was saying there will be blood in That's not Saw how two. there will be blood ends. That's not how the movie there ends. There will be ends. blood. Saying, right I'm now, finished. there will be I'm blood. Finished. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Charles is right, Mike. The end, The last line is, well, I suppose they're sure. There will, will, yeah. there, I, I guess, Probably gonna be I guess s- when you think about it, there will be blood. Hey, Mike, I want to thank you for uh, being on the podcast to talk about Mike was just on the phone with me. We got to do Saw 2. I resent he you was for this. weeping. He was weeping he was like a weeping. child. Please, Josh, please let me watch the Saw franchise with you. I'd please, love to watch torture please, porn for Josh. hours. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Mike, I, you know, I'd, I'd say that you uh, exceeded my expectations, but I'm not going to insult uh, you or our listeners. What are you doing Thank now, you. Charles? What are you up to next yeah, before what? you go? You told us you had I something am very going important. To, yeah, I'm going to the New York Mets Colorado Rockies doubleheader. Today. Oh, that is really important. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm going to see Jacob deGrom, uh, the best, player, best pitcher in the universe, uh, pitch tonight. 
who uh, just Charles for the record, uh, I believe is sixteen and zero on the road. So wow, if uh, do you think if, he's uh, under the influence of the jigsaw? That's what I think now. Is that everyone? Uh, might okay, be. for the record, well, well, now that we're we're weaving the Mets into this, uh, Jacob Degrom is one hundred percent in yes. a jigsaw like p- p- torture puzzle. Um, but he succeeds. For- <laughs> is the thing he gets out unscathed. Well, not with a win. Not with a win. Fair, fair, fair point. The, the jig- <laughs> jigsaw developed the New York Mets uh, franchise. Specifically, as Donnie Wahlberg is the actual center of Saw 2, so is Jacob DeGrom, the, the ultimate victim of the Mets. No, no, picture... no, 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 no. He's not the ultimate victim. He's the one who comes out in a pig mask for the doubleheader, okay? He's, wow. He's the yeah. guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm becoming a part of this now. That's true. I followed all of that, and I'm very much in agreement. Great. Jacob DeGrom, so good, he shuts down two offenses. Well, you know, uh, we've all had a fun time today, so I'll say check out our Patreon. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned next week for Saw 3, which unfortunately is not, uh, you know, there's they didn't do a 3 instead of an A or something. It's just Saw 3. I love, so I I kinda, love the title. These are up until like 3D, just Saw 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and it's yeah, perfect. They're like, you, you come, you get your Saw, you get the hell out of here. And then you come again. Um, that's been the show. Please don't get caught in the twisted machinations of the famous serial killer, Mr. Jigsaw. Yeah, it's like we're just wasting all this pre-roll because once again, my brother check. Can't do the most rudimentary things check 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 i'm so excited to talk about saw 2 i gotta say oh my god dude i i gotta save it i can't talk about it yeah all right i'm so excited i was i was up until 3 a.m last night (laughs) just watching saw 2 or just thinking about no so what happened was uh no like there's like the best baseball game i've seen in a very long time happening on the west coast and it was the kind of thing where i was about to finish saw 2 and i checked the score of the game and it was like 5-3 and i was like i this is interesting and then I tuned in for like a modern classic baseball game. Ugh. It was just delightful. Awesome. But it's like kind of the, the dream end of the week. Who the hell is Lisa? Mike, we asked you to be on the podcast. Though if Lisa wants to t- <laughs> tap in, we would love. Yeah, we don't care. Just in general or for uh, Saw? Well, okay, so are, are you recording? Before. Are you actively recording? Oh, my God. Michael. Great. Okay, you're, you I are, am, just to be I clear, right now recording. 100% I am currently recording. recording this. You're seeing it working. It's I'm not like last time. I'm seeing it working. Yes, I can see that it. That was incredible. Okay. Yeah, I know. That, that was, was just uh, soul that crushing. That was a, a so, low moment is, in my life. I won't lie. <laughs> this is good pre-roll, I have to say. We yeah. got the pre-roll we, we came for. Great. I'm so glad that this could be part of it. And you're definitely recording. I am recording right here, and I'm talking on this phone okay. here. Well, don't so. just do a, do a good job. Don't make a bad yeah. recording. Okay. I'll do what I can. Okay, good. Good advice. Uh, and also, wait till we introduce you. So just whatever happens, don't talk until we introduce you. <laughs> Do you want to just not introduce him? I was thinking about that, but no. Just... We'll, we'll, okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. Like, okay, here we go. Okay, <laughs> so counting down starting now.